Hi, this is Sue Burke. Welcome to my podcast. With COVID wearing thin, I decided to write a new blog post that involved travel and obviously talk about it in my podcast that you're listening to. I need a virtual adventure. And of course, this must include science since this is called Make Sense of Science. I've written several posts about new species and this made me wonder how difficult it would be to find a new species. Where would we even begin? Turns out that I can combine my wanderlust and science. Scientists continue to astound, finding new species with regularity. Cataloging a new aquatic species is a bit less surprising, like a cool octopus that lives in the ocean depths. Surprising meaning it's not unusual to find something new, in the ocean because of our physical limitations. Breathing is the biggest one that comes to mind. That said, reptiles, amphibians, mammals, and birds primarily breathe air. Keen-eyed enthusiasts armed with, armed with binoculars have opportunities to locate new creatures. A map recently compiled by Yale University hypothesizes exactly what I was wondering. It literally maps where we ought to go to have the best chance to discover a new species. I studied the map and found the four most likely places we could go to discover a new species. While I was researching, I posted a Twitter poll to see which of the four species people like best. The results surprised me a little bit. Why do people go to all this trouble to discover a new species, not to put up a Twitter poll? The hunt, the mystery, the adventure of new places, and meeting new people must factor in. Here's another important factor. The discovery of any new species means efforts can immediately begin to protect them. Not to mention that we'd be able to name our new species. Now, how about the how? How would we go about discovering a new species? To me, part of the how to discover a new species partially involves being in the right place at the right time but we've got that covered. With the map, we can get to the place with the best odds. So as I was researching and writing the post, as expected, as I expected, reptiles were dead last in my poll. Reptiles had a late surge and tied with amphibians for favorite species. Really though, who doesn't like turtles? And while Komodo dragons aren't exactly warm and fuzzy, and my mom has undiagnosed, oh my gosh, Ophidiophobia, fear of snakes, reptiles deserve our respect. The earliest known reptile is Hylonymus lyelli. This species is also the first animal known to have fully adapted to life on land. They lived about 315 million years ago. So let's flash forward to today. Which lizard uh, where is our best chance to find a new species of reptile? Malaysia. Malaysia is definitely on my bucket list. Whether or not reptiles are your favorite species, I'm all in for this trip. Unfortunately, how to discover new species doesn't mean strolling through the gardens by the bay in Singapore. Since reptiles are cold-blooded, it makes sense that we go at a warm time. Malaysia's warmest month is April. So bring your rain gear, hiking shoes, and especially a good camera. I thought we could start in Khao Nam Kai National Park and circle out, searching the surrounding areas. This park is right in the middle of our inset. 
to get to Malaysia, since I live in the Midwest, it makes sense for me to start in Chicago. I will meet you in Hat Yai, Thailand. I'll only have three stops. My first stop is in Istanbul, which is also on my bucket list. On to Abu Dhabi, another flight and a quick layover in Bangkok, and finally I'll meet you in Thailand. Even though where we're going is a national park, it's not recommended that tourists travel there alone. So we need a guide, one who's also an experienced camper. I found just the guy, and I've got his website address on my blog post. Either way, whoever we decide to hire will need to take a lot of photos and careful notes about where we took these photos. There is such biodiversity in Malaysia that we can post our photos on a Facebook group for help with an ID. And if they can't figure it out, I bet we've got the makings of a new species. I understand if reptiles aren't for you. How about birds? They fill our world with song and color. Birds came in second place in my Twitter poll. If you come to my website blog to read this post, you'll see that I picked out a lot of blue colored birds for my slideshow. I do like the color blue. And blue is not very prevalent in nature. I have a post about that too. Even though birds didn't win the popularity contest on Twitter, statistics say that we've got the highest probability to find a new bird species. About five new bird species are discovered every year. We've got triple the chance of finding a new bird species than a new reptile species. I'm not sure why, but I suspect it's because maybe they're more mobile. They can escape natural and man-made disasters as well as predators more easily. The Arctic Tern is the bird with the farthest migration. These seabirds fly from the Arctic all the way to the Southern Hemisphere. They fly about 24,000 miles, which is the distance around the circumference of the Earth, approximately anyway. So where do we go to find a new bird? We should go to the area with the highest probability of success, obviously, and that's in Colombia. I figure we'll meet in the town of Pasto. You can see from my website map that it's on the southern, southern edge of our target location. I'll start from Chicago again. This is going to be my shortest trip. It'll only take me 22 hours to arrive. I'll connect in Houston, Texas, and from there to Bogota, then to Pasto. Our target area includes part of the Andes. For the record, the Andes is the world's longest mountain range. It has the second highest peak of the groups of mountain ranges. So I hope that you have good hiking shoes. We might need to take a couple days at partially up the Andes to acclimate to the altitude. So how do we know if we found a new species? To confirm that the bird we see that we don't recognize as a new species, we'll have to capture one. It's not what I wanted to hear either. We need to take DNA samples, measurements of the beak length and tail markings and the like. Many, many photographs are necessary, just like with the reptiles. The potential new species, at least bird species, are studied for months, preferably on their breeding grounds 
because researchers like to use their songs to distinguish between them and other species. Recordings are taken, shared, and studied. Most birds breed in the spring or summer, so this is obviously the hot time to go. If altitudes cause you discomfort or angst, we can return to sea level. How about if we move on to amphibians? Amphibians didn't rank too highly on the poll either. Here's a huge positive about amphibians. They eat mosquitoes. Who doesn't like that? Except the mosquitoes, obviously. Mosquito-borne illnesses affect 700 million people annually. Oh, and for the record, a herpetologist is a zoologist who studies reptiles and amphibians. And many herpetologists focus on conservation, which of course is a concern, especially for new species. Well, old species, endangered species, all the species. So let's go to the country with the highest probability of success to find an amphibian. That's Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is also on my bucket list. It has a reputation for friendly, helpful people. It's 100 miles north of the equator, so we'll need to pack light. I think we'll need a guide here, too. Sri Lanka is often missed because of the more popular Maldives in India, so I'm pretty excited about checking this out. I have a link for some intriguing tours for adventure lovers on my website. I think we have the best odds of finding an amphibian in Sri Lanka because that this small island has the highest amphibian endemism in Asia. Endemism means species being native to a single defined geographic location. Sri Lanka is recognized as an amphibian hotspot with 116 species, 90% of them found nowhere else on Earth. That's pretty interesting. A recent Red List assessment of the amphibians of Sri Lanka states that 72 of them are threatened with extinction. This is primarily due to loss of wet zone cloud forests. Sri Lanka has, the rec has recorded the highest number of amphibian extinctions in the world, which is unfortunate. But in this decade, eight more new species of toads have been discovered. Several of them were thought to be extinct seems to me that we have a great chance of finding an amphibian. It's key to keeping environments safe for these little guys. Last but not least, our fourth species and my Twitter polls winner, mammals. Humans tend to like mammals. We are mammals, after all. Even predators have expressive faces and soft, fuzzy bodies. Mammal babies scream for, out for us to protect them. The best place for finding a mammal or the best probi probability is in Madagascar. I think we'll need a professional guide here too. The area on the map that I examined that would give us the best chance of finding a new species has absolutely no cities. It looks quite rugged. With the last three adventures, I should have enough miles for a free flight. I will meet you in Maro and Testra, Madagascar. It's on the southern edge of our geographic target and on the coast. My first stop will be in Rome. I hope they'll have gelato at the airport because my layover is only three hours. Next I'll transfer to Dubai, then Nairobi, and land 
in Antananarivo, Madagascar. I'm sorry if I botched that up. It's pretty far from where we're going, so we'll have to take a local uh, flight. And they only go on specific days, so we'll have lots of time for sightseeing on, on the coast. It's really no wonder that researchers apply for field grants. This is an expensive endeavor. But we are helping local economies, and we're helping the creatures. Madagascar has amazing biodiversity. A new predator species of mongoose was discovered there recently. If you look on my website, you'll see that he's not quite as cute as a puppy or a baby panda, but this mongoose instantly made the top 100 most threatened species list. With a little luck, we'll discover another, we'll discover another needy mammal. And we'll make our discovery on another cool island. Did you notice that two of the four best spots to find species are islands? Islands are often considered biodiversity hotspots due to the variety of species that have evolved to thrive on these remote pieces of land. The features of island living had led, have led to a high number of endemic species. They aren't going anywhere after all. Many island species are found nowhere else in the world. But the bad part is that island species are especially vulnerable to extinction because they have such a small geographic range. They can't escape from disasters, be them natural or man-made. I have a little slideshow of endangered mammals on my webpage, and they're all from Madagascar. Madag Malaysia, Colombia, Sri Lanka, or Madagascar, if you could choose only choose one destination to find a new species, which one would you choose? And why? I'm wondering. Whichever the destination, congratulations. You're helping to preserve biodiversity. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and for stopping by. You take care.